Where are we going? Over the top. It's time to go over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. What's up? What's up? What's up? Real 1100 AM listeners, everybody on Instagram, Facebook. It's over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis only because I'm a little tiny bit over the top and because the guests that I bring you, the topics about which we speak are all over the top. So it seems like it's appropriately named i'd say so right greg greg is not yeah he's behind in the production booth like i'm not talking to you today michelle you're on your own that's fine whatever i don't need you i hope you guys are having a good week and happy happy wednesday to everybody okay i know it's been i don't know if it feels like a long week to y'all it feels like it's been a long week to me does it feel like it's been a long week for you yes it's been a very long week it's been a very long week but like not long in a bad way long in a good way like there's so much stuff happening there's so many things that have happened um i know some of you guys follow me on instagram at michelle taylor willis so y'all know i was in dc since sunday because my sister who has three kids is moving her husband just got a job in uh louisiana and so she needed like an extra set of hands to come and help and get them moved and run errands and watch kids and all these good things. And so I was the good sister. I did a very sisterly duty by going up there with a an 18-month-old oh, wow. who has not been socialized. So she, let's just say she loves her mama and her daddy and nobody else. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then two rambunctious, but uh, two of the cutest little boys you've ever seen, my two nephews. So I was in D.C., um, until about an hour and a half ago. And because I love real 1100 AM listeners so much. You came straight here. I came straight here. Well, kind of straight here. I, I went home, unpacked, you know, did everything, did all the things, had a couple conference calls, believe it or not, and then raced over to the station because I knew I had like a fantastic guest That's coming so in today. And so um, I couldn't let her down, but I really couldn't let you guys down. So I just want to thank everybody. So this is our third week on Real 1100 AM and uh, and being a part of the iHeart Network, which I love. I mean, iHeart has 128 million subscribers, which means on a very good day, 128 million people could actually <laughs> be listening to the show. Actually, more than 128 million, right? More because you I mean the people who are listening on 1100 AM and then our Facebook, Instagram folks, whoever's following at Michelle Taylor Willis, all of these people could be listening to Over the Top, which is really kind of over the top, if it you is. think about it, right? Yes. Yes. I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> so we got, okay, so we got senseless shenanigans coming up in the 5 o'clock hour where we talk about something insane that has happened this week. And we throw somebody under the bus for something senseless that they've done. We got the Ask Michelle segment, Ask MT Dubs, which happens about the 5.30. Um half hour I should say so you guys can call in I'm gonna go ahead and give you the call-in number it's 404-603-8770 that's 404-603-603 I have my retainers in today 8770 I sound like the I sound like Purnell from uh from In Living Color you had the braces I think that was Jim Carrey's character you probably don't know who that is. You're too young for that. I you have know. no idea. She's just laughing like gee, gee, gee. she has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm a baby. In Living Color. Look it up. You've never heard of In Living Color? So I've heard of it. 
Yeah. And I feel like I even used to watch it just a little bit. Maybe. But when you were like three. Because I know uh-huh. Queen Latifah. Nope. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. Queen Latifah is a thing. Yeah. I don't think she was ever on In Living Color. Uh-huh. She might have been like a musical guest. I don't know. Were y'all was In Living Color ever a musical? <laughs> maybe I mean, I'm was thinking Queen of something Latifah. else. But Queen Latifah was dope. Yes. I just, when I think In Living Color, I don't think Queen Latifah. But she certainly could have made an appearance on the show. Because they did have like... You know, musical guests come on. Do y'all remember anybody listening to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM? Do you guys remember if Queen Latifah ever made an appearance on In Living Color? Do you remember, Greg? Um, maybe. <laughs> I think your guest is thinking of Living Single. Oh! <laughs> living My Single. My age really just showed. Right. Yeah. Living yeah. Single. That's Look at you. This is why I keep you around. Can you make sure never to go anywhere, Greg? <laughs> Greg is our producer in the booth, and he's usually very, he's so excitable all the time. He's like bouncing off the walls. I just can't get him to shut up. I and, had 12 cups of coffee, and um, I'm ready to run through a wall. Wow. <laughs> and it looks like it, doesn't it? It does. And doesn't it sound like it, friends? Doesn't it sound like it? Yeah. Everybody's like, wow, that guy, man, keep him sitting down. In <laughs> <laughs> living, living single. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. So that was a great show. Yes. Not in Living Color. Don't know that. Okay, you know Jim Carrey is? Yes. Okay, you know Damon Wayans? Yes. Keenan Ivory Wayans, like the whole Wayans clan? Okay, so they had a show, like a sketch comedy show back in the 90s called In Living Color. It was like Saturday Night Live, but a little more urban. Yeah, I'm going to have to go check it out. You've got, dude, I'm telling you. (laughs) Greg, was that not like literally one of the funniest shows ever? Yeah, it didn't didn't last too long, but. You can, I know there are clips on YouTube everywhere. Oh my God. It's, it's great. Guys, Instagram, do you guys remember In Living Color? It was, I mean, hilarious. Now some of it is, I mean, you know, you had to like, because it was a play on like some movies and shows and okay. actors that were hip back in the 90s. But some of it literally is just like, it's just hilarious. They don't make shows like that anymore. That's how you know you're getting old. (laughs) When you say like, oh, they don't make movies like that anymore. They don't make music like that. I remember when my mom used to say that stuff. No, the music is true. Wait, what? Because I still listen to like 80s, 90s only. I'll be listening to the radio and I'm like, who is this? What is this? And right. then I go, oh. So you get it. I get that. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> a lot of millennials, I feel like a lot of the millennials are into this whole like 80s, 90s music. Oh, yes. I know a lot of like 20 to 35 year olds and they're like, no, we are slow. We were slow jams kids. Because that's just like. Um, Jodeci, yeah, Audition, look at and you. Charlie Wilson are going on concert coming soon. What? And I was like, let me go buy my ticket. Tiana, you're like 15. <laughs> How? <laughs> That's what I grew up to. She is like 15. I'm gonna if you're following me and watching on Instagram live, I'm gonna flip the camera around so you can see her. But she's literally like two years old, and she's like, Jodeci <laughs> is the, sh- the stuff. Oh shoot, I forgot. I know. Sorry, I'm about to get bleeped. Okay, shoot. Jodeci yeah. is the. I love me some Jodeci. I ish. have a playlist. That's better. Keep Sweat. Still listen to R. Kelly. Uh, uh, are we allowed to listen are to R. We, R. Kelly? I feel like the music's okay. Is you it? just don't have to support his actions, right? So the music is okay. The music's okay. All right. Some of them. Okay, I'm trying to find some music to play today. Um, R. Kelly has been banned from our station. So really? We'll not be playing R. Kelly so today. there you go. Ah. 
Yeah. Maybe I need to take him off my playlist. I don't, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, listen, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do or how to, but mm. I mean, let me tell you, there are people in Chicago who are diehard R. Kelly, R. Kelly and they're like, no, we don't condone his actions, but this music is not about to stop playing but on my playlist. Know, I have many debates about R. Kelly because R. Kelly is also a product of his own environment and the childhood trauma he went through. And so I tell people all the time, it's it's a tough thing to talk about because you only know what you were taught. So in R. Kelly case, he could only do what he was taught mm. because he didn't know any better. We are products so of our environment. He's for a sure. product. And so I'm really There's like, a fine line, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. At some point, he probably should have known better, but then you never know if he ever had anybody around him to teach him better. Right. So, uh oh, this sounds like <laughs> it's um, a huge debate. <laughs> I, I'm I'm loving this. I think this might be a good debate today for some people listening either on Real 1100 AM on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis or watching live on Instagram. Welcome to our iHeart listeners, and this is good because this is why you're here, right? We're gonna yes. once we get into our next segment, we're gonna be talking about because this is this is literally what you do, what, what do. your whole foundation is built on. I know you guys don't know who I'm talking about, but you will. Shortly, so I want to yes. put a, I want to put a, a pin in that for sure. Okay, but I want to make sure that our listeners know we do have a great show lineup today. And although we won't be playing R. Kelly, I feel like this is a good day for '90s music, Greg. So I'm gonna have Greg queue up '90s music yes. all day long, which is kind of we, we play a lot of old school music anyway. Don't we? In the last few, weeks. I say forever. I mean, I've only had this show for two weeks, but. <laughs> Since the history of me having this show, we've been very intentional about playing old school. But 90s. I love 90s. And, I, you know, we get a lot of people. Uh-oh, Officer Delicious just came on Instagram. I got to make sure I give him a special shout-out because this is my trainer, my virtual trainer all the way from Arizona. And this guy, I'm going to give him a, a, real, a good shout-out on the radio right now because <laughs> – this guy from Arizona is constantly, like, I can't post anything without him being like, did you get that workout in today? I'm like, uh. <laughs> I mean, it's like, could we just have fun for that a minute? sounds like my trainer. Officer like, Delicious. what today? I'm exactly. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. This is, we're talking about, you know, buying advertising that. right now. What does that have to do with me working out? What does that have to do but with But the it? Transformation Tribe is out of control. You can do like three to four classes a week, six days a week, 50 minutes of just straight, body movement, um, nonstop movement, and it literally will change your body. I see, I don't even follow the eating plan, and I can see how it's changed my body. And I did a live with him a couple weeks ago where we had a blast. So, Officer Delicious, thanks for coming in. And we got to make sure we get another live going so that uh, we can show people my abs again because my yes. abs are pretty sick. But it's because I do like 20 minutes of abs in every workout. It's insane. Oh. Also want to give a shout-out to French-Italian wine who just came in. 1026, The Situation. Mr. Davis Official, what's going on? Ken Ashley, how you doing? The Real, Jay Kirk, Steve underscore Burnett, all these people coming in on yes. Instagram to say hey. We got to make sure we say hey. And if you're listening out there on Real 1100 AM, Make sure that you call in about 530-404-603-8770. You can jump in and talk to our guests. You can talk to me. Ask any question within reason that you like. And before we go to break, let me just introduce you guys to the person that we've got on today. And so her name is Tiana Plummer. Yes. And she is the founder 
of no. Okay, I want you to say this because you know I always mess up the name of this. Wait, Nova Churian? Yes. Oh, I got it right. You got it right. I got it right. <laughs> Nova Churian. Yes. And uh, she's the founder of this nonprofit, and we love our nonprofits. There are so many nonprofits doing amazing work, um, but this nonprofit, kind of like she was alluding to, is really built on. Um, understanding past trauma and using that to make yourself great. Yes. Is that can I can I is that yes, a pretty good summary? Yes, you can say that. Yes. So the actual meaning of Novaturian is desiring change for one's life. So when we are able to talk about childhood trauma and help kids at a younger age, they don't necessarily have to go through a lot of different things that us adults have gone through. So that is the purpose of Novaturian is to one raise awareness for childhood trauma and the effects. And then to to get to children at a younger age and begin getting them on that healing journey. And let me ask you this. I know the answer to this, but our questions, our, our listeners on 1100, really 1100 AM or iHeartRadio might not know. Why did you decide to start this foundation? A lot of reasons. <laughs> uh, just give me biggest... one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I think the biggest reason is just from everything that I went through as a child, I always wanted somebody there to help me to understand what I had been through and what I was going through. And so as I got older and I started to understand, you know, what I had gone through myself and then seeing other people in situations like when I was in my internship in Cape Town, South Africa, you started to see a pattern and things and you just want to be that change and so now to be able to be the person I needed when I was younger mm. it's like a full circle in a way you yeah know, I always tell people you don't really find your purpose in life so for me I really do feel like this is what I was destined to do to be able to be that person I needed for millions of children all over the world so yeah all right if you don't you don't have to answer this question but I'm gonna ask how old are you I'm just turned 27 and oh I'm almost gosh. at 26. That's how fresh I am. <laughs> so I am like legitimately like a solid. This pains. I don't even feel good about saying it. I just can't. Oh, my gosh. I am 20 years your senior. Really? I would have never guessed. Yes. I give you like 34. Really? Yes. Okay. Are you just saying that because no, you're on my so show and you feel like you have to be nice to me? No. No, All I right. really give you 34. When so, I seen your sons on your social media, I was shocked because I was like, they look too old to be your kids. They're plants. They're not real. <laughs> <laughs> I pay the I pay the agency very well for let me hold those kids one to three times a month. <laughs> I'm like, make sure they take great pictures. <laughs> take they, they come they come to my backyard and take yeah we do like family pics and we just post them. It's like a Image. movie set. Yes, it's like a movie set when people come on. They're like staged pictures in there. You got to stage it. It's all about perception. Perception is real. Yeah. Could not get that word I got it. Listen, I understand. It's like Novaturian. Novaturian, yes. No, but I thank you for saying that. But the reason I say that is because I think that in your generation, we go back and forth between figuring out, okay, or between believing that, you know, I think millennials have a grasp on things at younger ages than maybe we did yeah. and this is just me speaking but then actually doing something about that understanding of self you know what i mean yeah um 
And so I know, I know a lot of times the old folks, not that I'm the old folks, but they'll say like, God, this generation or millennials just can't, you know, or, you know, but I meet so many true. millennials. It's true. Is it true? Because do I just have the, the, am I just blessed with knowing amazing millennials? Because every millennial I know is doing amazing things. And that's how I am. Cause I know, and me and my friends talk about it all the time because I'm like, for example, my dad tells me all the time, why can't you just get a job and just work the job? And I'm like, that's not me. Mm. Like, I don't know if it's like this generation or what, but I'm like, you know, for us, we see that things have not been working. And so why do we want to keep putting ourselves in a system that does not work? Mm. Like, you go to school, you get a job, you work 40 years, you retire, you still have nothing. Right. It just isn't working. And so I think a lot of us, I know at least me and my friends, we all have businesses that's for different reasons. But it's just because we see, like, I tell people all the time, when I turn 30, I want to be able to be at home with my kids when I have them and just chill. I don't want to have to think about all these other little things. Um, and so I do think millennials are, like, just different in the way that we think and the way that we're going about things. Because when we see that there's a need for something, we just go for it. Right. And I think that that's another thing, too, is we're just, we go for it. If we don't like the job, we quit. I had a job earlier this year. I was there three months, and I was like, this isn't working. I left. I which didn't. I think which I think is good, but there is this, like, revenue generation piece, right? Oh, yeah. We do need y'all making money and getting out of our houses. Uh, hold on. So hold that thought real quick. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Nova Churiant founder, Tiana Plummer. Yes. I'm right here. I'm going to be here for the next two hours. Guys, don't touch that dial if you're, if you're listening on Real 1100 AM. If you're on iHeartRadio, hang tight with me. It's Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. We'll be right back. Michelle. Michelle. What's up, guys? We are back on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. And it's me, Michelle Taylor Willis. Imagine that. The name, my name, is actually in the, in the name. If you're listening on Real 1100 AM, driving in these crazy streets of Atlanta, welcome back. Welcome all the iHeart listeners. So happy to be here. And, of course, if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, I am right here at Michelle Taylor Willis on just about everything. I think we got Instagram up right now. So welcome to the show. I got to say, give a couple of live shout outs to the Instagrammers that are, are tuned in right now. We've been talking to Channing Carter with the Rice Awards. T-Brill 74, I think, chimed in during the break. What's going on? Hello, Josiah Sand underscore Sandtoss. Thanks for coming in. And uh, Dr. Lipman. Ah, oh, Dr. Lipman. The white guy every black woman should know. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds funny, but it's true because he is one of the nation's leading fibroid experts. Okay. And he helps women um, non-invasively, well, kind of invasively, but not like cutting invasively. Okay. Right? Um, get rid of their fibroids. He's done it for, I mean, people like Cynthia Bailey, like very famous uh, women, but he's also done it for a lot of people just all over the nation. So thanks for coming on, Dr. Lipman. You got a, you got a free plug, right there. So that should be worth I don't know a month's worth of advertising or something that you might want to do on the show, right here on Real 1100 AM over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. What's up, the real tall Xavier? Thanks for coming on. So in the studio today, I'm really excited because we've got a millennial that's not just being about it. 
No, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> we got a millennial that's not just talking about it. She's being about it. Yes. She's mouthing it to me. This is, again, this is saying from like 1970. And she's like, I got, I got you. you. <laughs> on, the, on the first segment, we were talking, we were basically talking about how she's, she loves 80s and 90s music. And she was confusing In Living Color with Living Single. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was talking about In Living Color with the Williams Brothers and how funny it was. And she was like, yeah, I don't remember the show, but I do know Queen Latifah. And I was like, huh? And my producer, Greg, was like, I think she's talking about Living Single. I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's still impressive. Thank you. It's still impressive that you knew it, so I love yeah. it. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Miss Plummer here. She's nonprofit and founder. Uh, oh, she is a nonprofit founder of Novaturians. See, yes. I almost messed it up, right? <laughs> Novaturians. I have to though. see the letters in my head. You got it. She's got a passion for life and for children, and she really uses her experiences and education to continue to help children create and live a better life. She's got a demonstrated history of working in the health, wellness, child care, and trucking industry. I don't know where trucking comes into that, but we're going to take it. Health, wellness, and child care, oh, you had me. Trucking came out of nowhere. But I believe you can do it because yes. you make all things happen, friend. Her skills continue to push her business forward. She's a strong and focused professional who continues to reach milestones at a very young age. And here's the kicker. This year... She was named 30 under 30 for Atlanta's nonprofit leaders. Chandon, that sounds like somebody that needs to get nominated for a Rice Award, saying, I think. You know? I mean, you know, we got to get her on board. Um, she herself endured childhood trauma, and that is what has spurred her to really get involved in this effort to use her trauma to make the world better, to show other people how they can use their childhood drama trauma not drama trauma, <laughs> trauma. Um, and not for it to be a crutch yes. but to really be something that can continue to push you forward and make you better so that you can continue to make the world better so yes. everybody let's make sure we welcome Tiana Plummer on the show today Formal, formally thank yes. you so much for coming on I'm so excited to be here are you I am I've been waiting to meet you for like ever <laughs> when you say forever do you mean like like a couple years like years and years I would say this year Sorry. You should have, couldn't you just gone with me? I mean, a couple years. Like, since, since I was for born. like 10 years. There you yeah. go, exactly. Five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> since she was born, because she's literally like 10 years old. Dr. <laughs> Lippman says the Wayans, Jim Carrey, Fly Girls, Wanda, Jamie Foxx. Yes, that's all in Living Cuddle. Just promise me that I'm when you leave, it. just pick a show. I'm gonna watch and it. you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I wish I, had, I was born in the, in the. I say this all the time already. Like, I was born in the wrong era. Yeah. Because there's a lot wrong with this generation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here it comes. This is where the <laughs> real... But we're not here to talk about what's wrong with this generation. Yes. We want to talk about what's right. So tell us exactly, you were telling before that Nova, what Novaturiant yeah. means. For our listeners who didn't hear that, explain that back to us and then tell us really what the focus is of your foundation. Okay. So Novaturiant means desiring change for one's life. And so the purpose of Novaturian is to one, raise awareness for childhood trauma and the effects that it can have. And then two, to be able to get children at a younger age and help them through their childhood trauma. So um, for ACEs, so adverse childhood experiences, 
most people, one in three people, will have at least two ACEs before they turn 16. So tell us again what ACEs is. So an ACE is an adverse childhood experience. Of adverse childhood experience, yes. ACE, okay. So typically you're gonna be looking at rape or sexual assault, physical, um, neglect, abuse, anything like that. But what people do not consider is, um, especially in black communities, we experience a lot more trauma that is not exactly considered trauma mm. on ACE, um, but is actually a very traumatic thing that you know our communities go through that we do not talk about a lot. So the nonprofit actually does go ahead and raise awareness about those issues and lets people know, hey, this is actually traumatic and we're here to help you through this because a lot of things that we do we think are normal and it's not. Typically we are surviving and we'll get into that later. I think and not living, bit. right? Yes. Just, yeah. You're going, so I tell people all the time, I've had a lot of survival behaviors that I have to undo. Mm. Once I learn like, okay, this is where it comes from. I need to go to here. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So let's talk, because you hit, you said a lot of, you got a lot of nuggets in there. Yes. The first thing you said was um, the black community has a lot of trauma that's not con that's considered more normal. That yes. where like other cultures, and I say like this is absolutely an outrage, and you're getting counseled for this right now. Where we might say, "Buck up, young kid. This is what happens. Let's keep." Okay. Exactly. So my question is, why? What's the difference between the cultures? Do you think? So I tell people all the time, in black communities, we are used to seeing a lot of different things. So for example, my mom grew up in Anniston and there was like just one- Anniston, Alabama? Yes. Okay. So I set up a practice in Anniston when really? I had a medical consulting company another life ago, but go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, so my mom grew up in Anniston and there are like certain things that you might see or hear, like I tell people all the time, gunshots are completely normal in certain communities where if you hear it, you might not blink. You just gonna keep doing what you were doing. That's right. Where I live by Cumberland now, and people hear fireworks and they mistake it for gunshots all right. the time. And uh, I'm like, this girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like everybody down on the floor. <laughs> and it's like for me, I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. That's, that's I know the difference between a gunshot and a firework. Were so you it phase Were you me. born in like the inner city? I was born in Colorado. That is not the inner city. Are there gangs in Colorado? What it's part of not, Colorado? So I was a military brat. So I've been uh, everywhere. But okay. um, I was born in Colorado Springs. So. Yeah. Do they have like an inner city in Colorado Springs? I don't know. So how do you know the difference between a gunshot and because a firework? A lot of my time was spent in Anison. So whenever my dad would go off in like, so the Iraqi war, when mm -hmm. that all happened, we would go back to Anison. So you were born and raised in Anniston. You were born in Anniston and then no, you were born, born in, in Colorado. Colorado Springs and then went to Anniston. Pretty much, yeah. Got it. Okay, but still, when I think about Anniston, Alabama, I'm not thinking like gangs and gunshot wounds. Oh, they're, they're they in Anniston. There. Yeah. Wait. No. Wait. Yeah. No. Are you serious? Oh, I used. Yeah. I. I was in Anniston for, for months setting up this practice. Depends on which which side you go on. Cause like, like for example, I by the on the Oxford side, you're good. Ah. <laughs> okay. If you're okay. in Oxford, you're fine. Um, but there's literally like a hood in Anniston. Like, I mean, my aunt was a crackhead. I don't really? Know I can, yeah, I have a cousin that's You can jail. say that, just don't curse. Oh, okay, okay, you okay know. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I have a cousin who's in jail right now because her and her friend stabbed a woman. Like Anniston. In Anniston? 
Anderson is wild. I don't know if it's still like that because I haven't been in a while. Yeah. But, you know, you see and hear certain things. And when I was younger, I was just like, oh, okay, that's normal. Like, whatever. And then I got older and I was like, that is not that normal. That is not normal. So, that, but you kind of liken it to that, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, so what traumas, and then we're going to have to take a quick break here, but what traumas are normal? Right well, or that are not perceived normal. If we're using the term normal, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So your normal ones will be rape, sexual assault. You know that that is traumatic. Right. If you are physically abused or neglected by a parent, you know that that is trauma. Right. Some that aren't is divorce. A lot mm. of people do not equate divorce with trauma. To trauma, right. but it is very traumatic for children, especially if they're younger, because they don't understand. Right. I always tell people too, even for me being a military child. You never realize how traumatic that is to move every three years and mm-hmm. have to set up a new life until mm-hmm. you get older. And now I'm at the p- point where I can't stay in one place for too long or I'll get bored. Right. And it's very hard to like maintain certain things because you're just always used to just going. And so there's like actually a lot of traumas that you do not realize like, oh my gosh, I was traumatic. Until you get older and you're trying to figure out, like, okay, why am I like this? Why do I do certain things that I do? And then you realize, like, okay, something in my past traumatized me. And a lot of times you don't realize it. And there is a saying that says you do not age beyond your most traumatic experience. Mm. You don't age beyond your most traumatic experience. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. We got to put a pin in that too. Yes. We got pins all over the place. I'm not like, and my pin's not working. My pin isn't working. working. So I'm like <laughs> screwed here, guys. Listen, you're listening to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on the real 1100 AM and the iHeart Network. We got to take a break. If you're on Instagram watching, do not press the X button. Don't change the dial. Don't do anything. We got so much to talk about with this little millennial. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys, what's up? We are back on Real 1100 AM Radio. Shout out to everybody on iHeart listening to us from all around the globe. But not Uruguay, because (laughs) I had somebody trying to get on from Uruguay through iHeart, and they were like, Nia, no, we're not doing this. Uh, It's a no bueno. But you are listening to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here, where everything we do is over the top. And I don't mean over the top like in a weird, like, it's just too much way. I mean over the top like in an amazing way, because the guests that we have are over the top. Their foundations are over the top. Everybody and everything associated with over the top. My producer, Greg... Is over the top. He's always like, he's so modest. I mean, he's just like, I mean, I just try to be great. <laughs> he's like, and he looks up at the sky coffee. when he does it. He's dramatic. I mean, his drama. He's like, I just try to be great, right, Greg? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks way too much coffee. He's too. It's just too much for us. All right, guys, we are back. We're back. We're back. We got Tiana in the house. She's the founder of Nova Churiant. Yes. I'm going to keep, I'm going to continue killing the, <laughs> the, the name. I feel like you haven't messed it up once yet. I haven't. I no. almost did that one time. But, but it's okay. We're not going to talk We're not going to talk about that. that. Yeah. It's all positive things here on Over yes. the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. So when we left, we were talking about childhood trauma. And Tiana, the founder of this organization, is actually, uh, was named 2021 
one of the top 30 under 30 nonprofit leaders here in Atlanta is because her nonprofit is amazing. She talks about childhood trauma and using childhood trauma to be great and getting kids early. She works specifically with young children to, to counsel and nurture and help them get through these so that we can have a, a nation full and world full of leaders, right? Yes. Not just people with crutches. Is that right? Yes. You know, every time I introduce I you, it. I have a different way of doing it. Am I, do I have a way with words or what? Tiana? You do. I love it. That's I the only it. That's the only thing I have a, a way with. I suck at everything else, so I got to do that. It's okay. Gerald Devon, that's right. I think I said Doherty. I'm sorry, Gerald. Shout out to Gerald Devon. He's listening from Uruguay on Instagram. Oh, that's commitment. That is commitment, isn't it? That's commitment. When he comes back, listen, Ger- Gerard, oh, I said Gerald too. Damn, I got his whole name wrong. Gerald is not his name. It's Gerard Devon. This is what happens when you have handles <laughs> on Instagram. You don't even know people's real names. Veronica, that's you. why my name is Michelle Taylor Willis on everything. Y'all can't mess it up. But they do because they call me Michelle Willis Taylor. I'm like, it's right in front of you on everything. Everything. Gerard Devon. I'm never going to mess that up, and I'm never going to mess up Novaturian. But I want to make sure, whenever people make special efforts to get on the show, I want to make sure I give them a shout-out. So we got Uruguay in the house, and that's courtesy of Gerard Devon with red hair and dimples. See, I knew that part, and isn't that the only thing that matters? Yes, it is. It is. All right, so when we went to break, we were talking about um, these these non-traditional forms of trauma, right? Yes. That that maybe in the black community doesn't they don't get as noticed as some of the traditional, right? The yes. rape, sexual assault, you know, violence and all that good thing. And so the second part of my question was why don't we stay attuned to those like maybe some other cultures do? I think it's a lot of it has to do with the stigmas that we put on mental health so I know for example growing up there's a lot of things that you just did not say or speak of because you knew that your family would put it under the rug in a way so I think that that has a lot to do with it in terms of why we do not go get therapy I think our generation is doing a great job of it now and bringing awareness to it but it was not always that way and so I would say that that's like the biggest reason because even Asian cultures, they go to therapy. Um, do they really? They do. It's a thing? It's a thing. I will say, like, between the black community and the Mexican community, they are probably, like, the only two that needs it the most that do not go. Um, and I think that that's due to a lot of different factors, such as the economy and how a lot of them may not just have any money for it. And then, too, I know for me, I like a black woman therapist. Mm. Personally, I feel like they can relate to me. They understand me. And I know a lot of people who are in, like, the Mexican culture who feels the same. Like, they would rather have a Mexican therapist. And so that's another thing, too, when you don't have, like, a black male or a black female therapist who can relate to you. Mm -hmm. White therapists are going to be looking at you like, you heard gunshots? You, what? Your mama, what? And Why are you in that environment? Exactly. <laughs> they make it, you feel worse because you're like, wait, hold on. But at least a black therapist will understand it a little bit more and know how to relate with you, if that makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. And I, I liken this to um, in the medical community, right? Like blacks who go to black physicians do better. Yes. 
I mean, the statistics show that. Yeah, right. Um, And so I guess it's the same thing in therapy, right? I mean, when you can align with someone, somebody who gets you, somebody who understands, even if they haven't had the experience, but the cultural likenesses help kind of push the agenda along, right? Because I say the same, you know, on Twitter. How many times have you seen why do all black people grow up the same? Because we all woke up Saturday morning to music playing. We knew it was time to get up and clean. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, even though we did not all grow up together, there are a lot of things that we're like, oh, yeah, my mama was like that, too. Right. So it's easier for me to talk to you and say different things as opposed to a white counterpart who has no clue at all who keeps what it is. Right. <laughs> she keeps coming with the 90s R&B people. I love it. I love it. We got to play. That was a cue. Did you hear that? Your girl said. Yeah. He's like, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Shout out to Greg in the production booth. He's amazing. Um, all right. So this trauma piece, though, do you think that we're seeing an increase and children being exposed to therapy, black children being exposed to therapy at young ages now compared to, you know, maybe 10 years ago? I do. And I think it also has to do a lot with the fact that you now have a lot of black therapists coming into the scenes. Right. And a lot of these black therapists are targeting black communities, um, especially because they understand. And, um, I think, too, you're kind of seeing millennials especially, we are starting to grasp like, okay, my mama did this to me and it was not right, you know? And so I can't continue to do that. Like, I don't want to do that to my kids. Mm -hmm. Whereas I remember growing up, it was, oh, well, my mama did this to me, so I'm going to do this to you because that's how I was raised. Right. So I think that there's just like an entire shift in the way that our communities are starting to handle situations. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has a lot to do, too, with why, because I know I have like, you know, friends my age who have kids who are about, you know, six, seven. And they're like, hey, Tiana, my son needs a therapist. My daughter needs a therapist because I put my childhood trauma onto them. Mm, And now they're dealing with my childhood trauma in their own. Right. And I want to get them help now. I want to break that cycle now before it happens. So let's talk about your trauma a little bit. Just to start running. I know you said you moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And that, too, that's dramatic, right? Because theoretically, we want kids to have structure and we want them to be in the same place yeah. you know grow up with the same people same mom and dad all, you know what I mean we want the stability it, the stability mm-hmm. right and kids need that they need stability they need discipline they need those things to thrive yeah to thrive um, but I know a lot of you call yourself a military brat so I'm going to use that term just yes. because you did here <laughs> on Real 1100 AM on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis and you know people would say like the same things maybe that we could could be defined as traumatic make us amazing individuals right you're probably more extroverted and can talk to anybody and can make your way around a room because you had to have new friends every three to five years right so how do you know the difference between using this for good or you know it being kind of a stifling block for people so i always tell people i had two choices i could let my trauma define me or i could define my trauma and I chose to define my trauma. Mm. And I think that that is a big thing because for years I did allow my trauma to define me. I felt like I 
could allow that to excuse a lot of things I was doing. Oh, well, mm. you know, this is happening, but this happened to me when I was younger. So it's okay because I went through this, this, and this. Right. Whereas now I kind of had to shift my mind and say, okay, just because this happened to me does not mean that I can't get to these places. So kind of getting out of that victim mentality, yes. right? And I mean, I know people thing. who have no childhood trauma and have victim mentality. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, seriously, friend, you are not the victim here. It happens. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's like my biggest thing. I was just like, you know, let me define it because... I always tell people there was like this one little girl in Africa. I was working in a trauma unit and she had been molested on the playground. Mm. And she was just as cool as can be. Like she was like, oh, it happens all the time. And, you know, I looked up and she was there like at least once a week for the same issue. And I was like, I see so much of her and I see so much of me in her. And I didn't like it. And I was like, you know, for me... That was like my turning block where I was like, okay, I have to get out of that mentality because I don't want her to think that that is supposed to happen to her because it's not. What did you see? And so what was happening as she was coming in? Mm -hmm. What did you see in her that made you break the cycle? She was, I was always like a people pleaser. Mm. I would do whatever was comfortable with other people and, you know, a big thing of it too was I just felt like okay well this is supposed to be happening to me because my life has been nothing but this this and this since I was born it felt like so when something else happened I was just like okay well that's just just my life like I don't deserve anything good I don't deserve to have somebody there for me because I wasn't used to it and so seeing that I was like I don't want that to be my daughter so you saw doing those things yeah. that you were doing and it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking because you know, for me at that time, I was, I had just graduated from Auburn and, you know, for something about like graduating from Auburn did something to me. What do you <laughs> mean? Graduate. So I was in a four year relationship and once I graduated, I did break up with him and he ended up passing away like a couple months after we passed, mm. um, we broke up. And it was like in that moment, I realized too, like life is short. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to be here today, who's going to be gone tomorrow. And I just did not want to be in the same position three, four years later. And so, and I did not want to have kids and be looking at my kids and they're going through the same things as well. Right. And so for me, it was just like, okay, let me get myself together because getting myself together will help me be able to be what all these other kids need. And so I, I devoted like years to just therapy and learning as much as I could. I went and got my master's, you know, just anything I could to help kids and to understand them. And I had already been volunteering. Like I've always loved kids. I've been involved with kids since I was in like eighth grade. And so it wasn't that I couldn't relate to kids or be with them. It was just adding childhood trauma on top of my own and being able to understand it and know how to speak to them and to speak to their parents to really help them to understand as well what they were going through. Right. Yeah. Oh, wait, well, put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> you got pins everywhere that don't work. 
we got to take a quick break. Why don't I come back and talk, dive a little bit more into your trauma, if that's okay. Yes. To see how we can really help people kind of move past that. And then talk about this event you got coming up. We got senseless shenanigans when we come back, guys. We got the Ask Michelle segment at 530. So hang tight. You're listening to the Over, Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. We will be right back. Michelle. 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 Check this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys, we are back on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis here on Real 1100 AM. And everybody listening on the iHeart Network, I got to give a special shout out to everybody on Facebook and Instagram in particularly. Instagram is... In effect, we're getting all kinds of great comments here. We're actually going to go back to something that one of our Instagrammers pointed out. But before we get do that, we got to do senseless shenanigans today. And let me tell you what I think is senseless. So apparently, Tiana, we got Tiana Plummer in the house, yes. the founder of New- Novaturient. I want to say Nutrient. That's what <laughs> it is. I want to say Nutrient. Nutrient. Founder of Novaturient. Um, okay. There's a cream cheese shortage. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I did not know that either, but apparently Kraft has admitted to a cream cheese shortage. Now, let me tell you what I think is senseless. They're literally giving people $20 reimbursement because of the cream cheese shortage. So, like, people who can't make cheesecakes, they're basically giving them back $20. Like, you could go online and register on Friday and Saturday, and they're going to reimburse people $20, like, for whatever they've lost for not being able to make cream cheese, make cheesecakes. I may need to do that. Okay. Well, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, crap. You owe me $20. <laughs> Let me tell you why I think this is senseless. Like, we can't get in it. Like, we have, we can't, as company, maybe this is because I own a company, and, like, I don't want somebody coming back to me, like, you owe me for some stuff I had no control over. Exactly. Like, we didn't have control over COVID-19, over this pandemic, endemic, as it's called, because there's really no end in sight. I just don't think we need to get in the habit of compensating people for stuff. that It'd be different if, like, Kraft had a shortage because all of their cheese, cream cheese making machines Faulted and it was like, yeah. And then like, that was something at their control. Maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't even know if that, but for this, I just feel like it's senseless. Like as this is what's wrong with our, our, our nation. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're constantly to your point earlier, you're talking about people pleasing and, and I get it. I think the gesture is nice, but we have to get out of the habit of making, you know, of doing things and, compensating for people like, because then that behavior becomes expected and I was about to say next thing you know Popeye's is, are you going to reimburse when there's no chicken I know there's like a chicken shortage there's too. A chi- I know it's just like I mean again I get the sen- the sentiment yeah but I think it's senseless because this is another way now we're basically um, okaying these things that happen in society that we we have no control over None. and we're creating like this complacency and this expectation of making people feel taken care of when like sometimes like this is just what happens you got to go out and fend for yourself i don't know that's just me but i think it's senseless and since it's over the top with michelle taylor willis i'm the one that gets the call was senseless or not and so (laughs) i'm calling that senseless so i mean shenanigans 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 (laughs) (laughs) shenanigans all right 
So one of our Instagrammers was saying um, they were giving a quote that you you had before we went to break. And the quote that you said is, you don't age past your greatest trauma. Can you break that down for us and tell us what that means? Yeah. So for example, say you are raped if you are nine years old. When you look at psychology, there are certain things that you learn at each stage of life, starting from when you're born all the way up until you die. And so when you are traumatized, it is actually detrimental to your brain a lot of the times because your brain is affected by the trauma that you go through. So for example, you're nine year old, you're nine years old and you were raped and that is like the most traumatic thing that happens to you because of what happens afterwards. The skills that you are supposed to learn later in life, you do not actually learn after that unless you know you go into therapy and you get yourself together but besides that you actually stop learning mentally at that age really and so a lot of times you might hear someone say oh you act like a nine-year-old or you have the mentality of a nine-year-old I know I tell people all the time like your mentality is still a child and it's because when you were a child something so traumatic happened to you that your brain just stopped and so, wow, that's actually deep. Yeah. I've never, wow, okay. And so a lot of times, and I tell people all the time, you have to go and And there's talk. been studies on this, like mm -hmm. this is real. It's like a real thing. And so a lot of times, you know, therapists will tell you, you have to go and talk to your younger self and get her to be able to move forward. Right. Because at that age, you were just done. You just stopped. And I mean, like for me, I tell people all the time, I, I think being so strong-minded helped me because I was like, whatever. But once I got older, I realized like, wow, there are certain things that I did not quite develop fully. And so I had to go back to like, you know, my five-year-old self who was molested because when I was molested at five, I learned to please men at five years old. But I'm still a five-year-old, you know what I mean? Right. And so... Me being 27 now, I had to go back and tell my five-year-old self, like, hey, girl, it's okay. You didn't know any better. Right. But I got you. And so a lot of times you do have to revisit that age in those situations and really help yourself get through it and progress from there. This makes so much sense now because when I was nine, there was a cream cheese shortage and I didn't get the cheesecake I needed. I was traumatized by it. <laughs> and as a result, I don't like cheesecake. And it makes a lot of sense why I make nine-year-old decisions now at 47. Telling you. God dang it. Good job, Kraft. <laughs> Where were you 40 years ago when I needed that cheesecake? Just no, saying. I'm just... <laughs> but that's deep. That makes sense. Because, I mean, like, I, I think somebody like me who... I think my dad... My mom and dad divorced. Or la my dad left when I was about three, I think. And so I've been through tons of counseling, right? Just getting back, because that, that's traumatic, right? Not mm -hmm. having, being separated, you know, from a parent and then not having contact with them, right? I'm a huge believer that little girls need their dads. Oh, they do. Like, so hugely, right? Bigly. <laughs> and so I, I know what that feels like and I know what that looks like. Um, and so I spend a lot of time in therapy because like you said earlier you know we take these traumatic experiences 
into our relationships, whether yeah. it's business, per professional, personal, but especially personal relationships. And we make people pay for things that happened to us that they didn't have any part in. And that's not fair. It's not. Um, but I think, you know. But it happens. It happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, we walk around with this stuff. And, like, literally, you know, we carry this baggage and we make other people carry the bags. Our bags. Our bags. Because I tell people all the time, for example, when I was six, my grandfather died. And I tell people when I was younger, I had two great examples of men in my life. My dad and my grandfather. My grandpa died when I was six. My dad was in the military. So I was lucky to see my dad two months out of the year. Right. Especially after 9-11. And so I grew up thinking that men just either, because of my uncle who molested me, either they just want you for sex, Tiana, or they're going to leave. Right. Those were the only two ideas with men that I had. Wow. So I did not realize that until my, my ex-boyfriend from college died. And when he died, it was like, okay, it's true. Either they're going to die or leave or they are just going to be around for sex. That's it. And so for me, I had to relearn that, like, yes, you can be in healthy relationships. That's not the only two things that happen when it comes to men. There are other things, but when you're a child, like I was telling you earlier, perception is real. Whether mm -hmm. it's the reality of the situation, your perception as a child is your reality. Right. And so a lot of times too, for me, I had to go back and unlearn my perception in a way to say, hey, that wasn't the bigger picture. Just a little snippet that you saw at two feet tall. At what age did you do that, and were your parents involved in you going back and getting all these things? So I started my like big therapy journey at 20 after I graduated from Auburn, and my boyfriend, when your had boyfriend died. died. Right. That's when I really, because I was just messed up. People do not talk about grief, and grief is real. Mm. Um, my parents were involved with it, so I love my parents so much. Um, my dad and I actually talk like every day and we were able to help him through his own childhood trauma mm. um, and as well as my mom and so they were there for me throughout the entire thing even now when I have like little breakdown moments they are still there I'll call them first so did they know at the time so my parents actually this isn't funny <laughs> <laughs> I'm like why is she she's, I mean but you know just how you deal with grief yeah. sometimes you I laugh your way through it I yeah. laugh my way through so my parents found out about majority of this I went through when I made a Facebook post and um, I was announcing the nonprofit and why I was, you know, doing the nonprofit. So, you know, all the things I had been through. I thought I blocked my parents from my Facebook. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but somebody had screenshotted it and sent it to my parents like, oh, my gosh, is she OK? And at that time, I still wasn't comfortable talking to them about it. Got it. Because I didn't want them to feel like it was their fault right. that these things had happened to right. me. So yeah. you held this for, well, my math isn't good, 14 years. I'm like, wait, five, 19 minus five. Wait, carry the one. Yeah. So yeah. you held this. You didn't tell. I didn't tell my parents. And I mean, like, for my dad, because he's my dad, he still does not know, like, who or, you know, there's certain details that I just do not tell my dad. Because he will go kill them. He will go kill them. He's already said, like, it's over. So your dad does not know who this person is. He doesn't. But he knows. Does. But you said he's your uncle, so he yeah. only has only. Well, you know how black people are. Oh, like, play uncle. Okay. <laughs> 
Girl, that's your play cousin. Look, you know, we have yeah. so many uncles that ain't uncles. Got it. And so it was one of those got situations. You. Yes. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. But your mom knows. My mom knows. But she has not told your father. She hasn't. She refuses because she's like, I know I know my husband and I don't want him in jail. I want him here. Right. So I do talk to my mom a lot more about certain things. Yeah. Um, and my mom was actually molested when she was younger. So she actually has that understanding Gosh, as so well. Prevalent in our community. Yeah. And we don't we don't counsel our kids through this stuff. We mm-hmm. just leave it and, and we have to fend for ourselves. And it's sad because like I say, you know, when you're younger and you're going through something like that, to that extent where for me I didn't even understand what sex was. Um, you really just grow up and I tell people all the time when people are molested or raped young, they go two different ways. Either they just have sex with any and everybody. Or they do not have sex at all because they're like, I don't like that. Right. I was one of those people where I didn't like men to come touch me. I didn't like men behind me. Like, I was just very opposed to men because I was just like. And there's two. And we got to take a quick break. But I am going to put a pin in this. I'm going to come back because I know that there's. And I've seen studies on this. I've heard a lot of therapists talk about this. Just. From a homosexual perspective, mm-hmm. I know that that not always, but sometimes there is a connection there, right? Like, yeah. You know, when you've been assaulted, then you tend to go the other way just because you're not comfortable with. So, I mean, there's all these ramifications. I mean, you just don't know exactly what that manifestation is going to be exactly. going to look like, right? Guys, we're 1100 AM over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. We got Tiana Plummer in here, founder of Novaturian, one of Atlanta's top 30 nonprofits. We got ballers in here because it's over the top don't touch the dial don't touch the station don't touch your computer your phone whatever you're doing to listen to us don't go anywhere you can call in on the back side of this break hang tight we'll be right back michelle 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 take this one here for me and my dj what's what's up guys we're back on over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. We've got Tiana Plummer and uh, here and and on Real Eleven Hundred AM and how shout out to uh, all the iHeart listeners that are tuning in for the first time. If it is your first time, welcome, and we hope you're enjoying the show. Tiana is the founder of Nova Chirient, a nonprofit here, and she actually was named top thirty under thirty for Atlanta's nonprofit leader. So she is absolutely a millennial that is not just. Being about it, no. Be about it. Wait, how's it going? It's not just talking about it. But oh yeah, being about she's it. not just talking about it. She's being about it. Like I'm the one that should know. This came from my generation, but she knows all the music of the '80s and '90s. She knows all the sayings. She does not know, however, the difference between them living color and living single. single. But we've educated her now, yes. so now we're we gonna go that. watch it. You are gonna go watch it. Yes. Yeah, YouTube it and tell them Michelle Taylor will have sent you. Yes. Guys, it's time for the Ask Michelle segment. If you have any questions for me or for my guests, feel free to call in. You can call in the number 404-603-8770 and you can speak live to Tiana. I'm sure she'd love to answer all of your questions. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a question, and you don't want to call in, you can just type it in the chat. I actually went a little earlier and mentioned something from, from our Instagram chat here earlier on, at Michelle Taylor Willis. But call in if you feel like it or just shoot a question in the comments. Um, so one of the things I know that's really important for you is community. Yes. And you say that one of the ways that we can get past this 
is to establish a very strong community, kind of like it takes a village. Exactly. How do you do that, though? Because people aren't just walking around talking about, you know, being raped or being um, incestuous or being, you know, um, assaulted. So how do you create a community around this when you don't really know what's happening? So I always tell people in um, Nova Shereen is actually having an event in January where we will d- be discussing a couple different topics, but putting people in the space where they one feel safe and two can be educated. Cause a lot of times people do not actually understand that what they went through was traumatic. And so by you hosting events and raising awareness and, you know, telling them and giving them the information that they need, that will help them to begin starting the conversations with the people they trust most. Or even if it's them saying, hey, okay, maybe I do need to go see a therapist. So for our event in January, we will be discussing four different topics. The first one is, of course, childhood and intergenerational trauma. So we'll be going a little bit more in depth into exactly what it is um, for childhood trauma, what we can do for ourselves to get our, you know, get the help we need for parents, intergenerational trauma and understanding that is important because you are passing down your childhood trauma without knowing. And now your child is going to be suffering, you know, additional childhood trauma that's not theirs. So we'll be discussing that and how you can help yourself, how you can help the people around you. The second topic is going to be men's mental health. So we talk about women all the time. We talk about, you know, children, but we neglect men very often. Mm. And especially with, you know, especially our black men right now, they are seeing black men and fathers and husbands getting shot and killed on TV constantly. Um, And so, you know, that affects their mental health a lot. And then when you're a young boy, sometimes you're told men don't have emotions suck it up you know like Mm. you can't cry you can't show your emotions and that's very detrimental so we're actually going to be discussing men's mental health and how we as a community and as women can create safe spaces for men to come and speak to us about what they're going through the third one is a very interesting topic because a lot of people do not know about it but that is trauma bond relationships And so a trauma bond relationship is when two people have gone through something traumatic. It could be one person. And um, in a lot of cases, it might be a young girl and an older man. The young girl went through something traumatic. The older man takes advantage of it. So Mm. what he'll do is he'll be very nice at first. He's gifting her. He's doing all these things. And then he can be a narcissist, a manipulator, a liar, all these different things. And he will abuse her. And then be nice again to bring her back in, knowing she's vulnerable. So trauma bond relationships can happen. And, you know, it's a lot of different Kind of like this extreme example of codependency, right? Wow. And so, and trauma bonds are very difficult to break. I myself was in a trauma bond relationship and it was a very rollercoaster ride. Your friends and family can see it, but you cannot because you really do think that this person is safe. And so we are going to be discussing that and how, you know, you can get out of those relationships and how to identify them most importantly. And then the last one is grief. Um, With this pandemic, a lot of parents and people in general have experienced at least one death. Mm. And it's very hard to grieve while also caring for your kids because Mm. that's somebody else that you have to think about while you are grieving. Um, And grief is already a burden of emotions as it is you never know what the day is going to bring so we're going to have some grief counselors that's going to come in and talk to the parents especially on how they can grieve while also caring for their children Mm. 
So gosh, that's power. That's a lot to happen. And how yeah. long is the event? Like so the event 13 is, hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the great thing is, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a four-hour event for this, but. Uh, we know that you're not going to be able to get to all the topics. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back in October and we're going to do a conference and we're going to make it a longer event where you'll be able to hear these topics more in depth. We'll have the panel of the people speaking about their experiences and then we'll have a gala to end the weekend, have a good time, put on your best dress and your suit and have a good time. Um, but the main focus is just get the conversation started. You know, there's so many conversations that we do not talk about. Right. Um, but we have to at some point learn that we can't be quiet about certain things anymore because it's not only affecting us, it's affecting the generations afterwards. Um, I always tell people, you know, white people say all the time how black people have a slave mentality to this day. And that has a lot to deal with intergenerational trauma. Mm. Whether we realize it or not, we still talk about slavery today. Like our grandparents went through it and they did it. Right. Like it's something fresh. And that's because of that intergenerational trauma that has just continued to be passed down. And um, until we really start to break that cycle, we're going to continue to do certain things and pit against each other. You know, that dark skin versus light skin and all these different things that we know came from slavery mm. and so you know once we start discussing these topics we start to understand them and know how we can help ourselves how we can help the person next to us and really gather as a community that's when we'll start to see the change that we are so desperately looking for um, especially when it comes to crime I tell people crime is people not understanding their emotions and so they're going out and doing something drastic a lot of the times or well, there's a lot of people in atlanta that don't understand their emotions yes it's a constant it's crazy like, did you see just uh i don't know if it was yesterday or within the last couple of days somebody hit like 15 plus vehicles yes at, i mean like they just it's went crazy. and just had a field day like up and down the parking lot it's crazy and I never understand it but a lot of times too people like I tell people all the time the young boys in Atlanta they are looking for attention they are not getting the care and love they need at home because they are being neglected so they go and do drastic things to hope like okay maybe this will give you attention I equate it to a two-year-old a two-year-old throws a tantrum because they want your attention right they may not necessarily be throwing the tantrum because they want that candy bar it's usually a something very much underneath where they want you to listen to how they feel them throwing that tantrum they know i'm gonna get my You're mom gonna get attention. attention right and so it's the same with that so with novaturian you know a lot that we do is also helping them to understand their emotions and how to express them in a healthy way right um because that's important and making sure that they understand that there is a healthy way to express hey i need some attention right you know i have a niece and a nephew who are seven and six i think that's right <laughs> that's all right i can't remember my kids names so right. you're fine i think they're like around that age and i tell them all the time you know you don't have to yell you don't have to throw things if you want my attention if you want me to come whatever you want just say it use your words and so a lot of times it is you having to sit down and explain that to kids and help them to understand because our, our minds are programmed to do mm. chaos. Mm. You know, when we rebels, rebels rebel because they are craving attention. And so 
it all goes back to you just have to talk to the little kid within a lot of adults and a lot of children speak to the little kid inside of them because that is who is trying to say hey i need you to look at me and understand like hey i need some help especially if there was some childhood trauma there this is very interesting i mean like you know there's a saying um like when you know why people are the way they are or why they do the things they do it makes them more tolerable yes right especially like when you're in relationships where like somebody gets on your nerves or you're getting on somebody else's nerves right or people act certain ways and you're like i can't understand like why are they doing it like it doesn't necessarily make it okay Mm -hmm. but it makes the communication happen a little bit easier right when Mm -hmm. you understand why it's like okay you're needy because blah 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 exactly and so now I, I can at least react to that as opposed to me just being like oh my god like what do you want now right exactly and then and, too you know how to help them so I tell people all the time like for my nephew sometimes he would act out because he just wanted somebody to listen to what he was trying to say yeah so sometimes you know when you just take the time to listen to them you can identify the actual problem to help them with that and it's the same with relationships like a lot of times I know I have an ex-boyfriend who he would do like the dumbest stuff and I'd be like what is wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) like why are you acting like this right but you know he was going through a situation where you know his family just did not like him did not talk to him or anything like that so he's not used to someone caring like actually caring without wanting something right and so it was I had to go and let him know, like, hey, I don't need anything from you. I'm here because I want to be here. Not because I have to, not because I think you're going to give me $1,000 tomorrow. Whatever the thing you think. Unless you're going to do it. Yeah, (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) I won't say no. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes you really do have to understand where people are coming from to talk to that part of them. Right. And not the part that you think is wrong. And that's why it's important, too, to understand this trauma, mm-hmm. right? If you know someone's mom was killed when they were 10 and now you're married to this person, you know, even the counseling and, you know, there's still a piece of, of, of this that's that in 10. them, right? That's 10. That's 10. So it's like, okay, let me talk to the 10-year-old who was traumatized, right? Let me, mm-hmm. I think that is such, that is very profound i think that's such a, an introspective way to deal with each other mm-hmm. right now actually executing on that and doing that is a whole nother thing but i don't i mean i just think it's amazing i'm so like so glad that you said that all right so a time to heal is on january the 29th yes where is it going to be it's going to be at the cob galleria at the Cobb. oh that's going to be a nice big one yes. at the Cobb. man you must be expecting a lot of people look we are expecting 250 people we are gonna oh and kids are free so we don't want you to have to worry about a babysitter if you can't find one kids are free bring them we're gonna have activities for them to do they'll be able to make their own little kit so they can have stress balls they can have you know little activities so that if this is a family friendly affair a yes. time to heal on january 29th guys we got another take another quick break and we're gonna wrap this thing up we've had a ball with tiana here yes. on really 1100 am radio on over the top with michelle taylor willis for the last time don't touch anything we'll be right back and close this thing up michelle michelle Michelle. Take this one here for me and my DJ. 
What's up, guys? We are back for our final segment of Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Right here on Real 1100 AM, live from Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know what part of Atlanta. We're somewhere like West Midtown, almost a Buckhead, kind of, you know. But it's a cool spot. It's a cool place, wherever we are. It's, you know. It's Atlanta, and all of Atlanta is magical. Hey, look, exactly. Unless you're getting carjacked, or your car's getting broken into, or you're at uh, Lennox. Lennox. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yes, go to Lennox. Unless any of those things are happening. Um, all right, so we got Tiana Plummer in here. Atlanta's one of top 30, you know, nonprofit leaders, and we were talking about her event. That's on January 29th, so everybody come out. What are the hours of that event? It is 1 to 5. 1 From 1 to 5. five. Everybody can come. It's family friendly, but come out. They're going to be talking about all kinds of different topics around mental health and especially children. But you have a book yes. that you're pinning that should be coming out in 2022, right? Yes, Tell us I about do. that. So my book is Learning to Live versus Survive. So a lot of people who go through childhood trauma, they may not know, but they develop a lot of survival um, behaviors. And so and the what do those look like? So it might be people pleasing. Mm. It might be um, giving more of yourself and, you know, than you can actually give. It can look like a whole lot of different things that you might do, even in relationships, you know, um, toxic relationships. I know for me, I always went for toxic guys because I knew how that ended. Whereas a guy that was good for me, I'm like, I don't know how that's going to go. So right. I don't want to try that. You got to be comfortable, right? Exactly. So. It's a lot of different things that you develop within your trauma, and it is basically to protect yourself, or so you tell yourself, I'm doing this to protect myself, but it is actually more damaging um, to you, especially the longer you keep it. And so the book is going to go into how you can change certain survival modes into how you can actually start to live. Um, and it does require you to give up a lot of things that you're used to, that you're comfortable with, but I tell people all the time, I promise you it's worth it. The life that I have now is like 10 times more happier than I ever was. Um, I get told all the time how happy I look and how free I am. And, you know, I still have a long ways to go. I'm like not completely there yet, but, but it nobody is the beginning. Is. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the journey, right? The journey is the, the journey. journey. Exactly. And your, you, your MBA is in what? It is in developmental psychology. And so. the oh, master's, I should say. Yes. Yeah. A master's in development. My undergrad was human development and family studies. Got you. So the book is going to, you know, go into those topics. Um, definitely tell you how to start living, how to let go. I think that that is like the biggest thing that people who go through trauma cannot do is they just cannot learn how to let go and just live. Um, so that's like the gist of the book. I'm excited. So I don't want to give out too much of the book, obviously, but you said letting go yes can you give us maybe like one key way that you could that you can let go or learn to let go I should say my biggest thing is for me especially I just tell myself if I don't have control over it if I cannot physically control it then let it go if I cannot physically change the outcome of anything let it go because that's a lot of issues that people with trauma have is they now want to have control over everything right because they didn't have control over that piece exactly right? so now i got to control everything. everything um and a lot of times it does not go in your favor when you try to control that's things. right it does not go into your favor right. so that's why i tell people like if i cannot if my phone is dying and i cannot charge it right now 
okay, well, then you're just going to have a dead phone, Tiana. You'll be okay. Hmm. And that's, you know, people don't think about like the little things. Right. But, you know, when you start practicing those little things, it transpires into the bigger things. That's right. Because you learn to, okay, well, I can't make him do anything for me. So I'm going to let it go. And whatever happens, happens. And then you just continue to put that in your life. And then I think when you see the results of let of what letting it go looks like, mm-hmm. it, it inspires you to continue to let more things go. Like you were saying, right? You can let go of the, like, okay, my phone is dead. Like, I can't do, I can't do anything about that. But can't you, I mean, better charger maybe, charging before you leave the house. I don't know. But, but I always tell myself, <laughs> no, do you have a charger with you right now? I do. You do. <laughs> But it's because so I my can control phone. It. So it's because my phone is like dead yeah. more often than it should be. Should be. See, and that's I mean it's like mine. constantly dead. Like, mine dead, like I'm on the phone hours. all the time. Exactly. But you can control that now because you can charge your phone. Right. So that is anger control. You don't have to let it go because it's solved. Right. You know. But I tell people all the time what what you do internally is you try to create your own solution around something that you have no control over right. the solution. And that is where the problem mm. starts to be created because you have no control over how this ends. I have no control over if this guy marries me. That's up to him. He has to propose. You know what I mean? He has to get his life together. Why am I trying to control what he does? And a lot of times, too, especially when it comes to people, we notice that when you, the more you attempt to control someone, the, more they the less back. control you actually have mm-hmm. over them. Right. You know, control the way they think, control the way they act, control the way they react, all of these different things. And it's like, nope. And, you know, you get farther and farther and farther away, away from them or they get farther and farther away from you. So you just got to let it go. We had, um, hey, Crystal Love, I think Crystal Love is her name. And she was on a few weeks ago and she was talking about like letting go of perfection. And I think sometimes people who have gone through childhood trauma, mm-hmm. because that's different than adult trauma, right? Because things have already, there are a lot of things that are in place a lot of times when you go through adult trauma. Mm-hmm. But childhood trauma um, is a different playing field, I it think. Is. Not that one is more traumatic than the other. Just and um, And she was basically saying that, you know, perfection is a way that we... Try to control mm-hmm. the circumstances, control the outcome. And I think a lot of people who have gone through any kind of trauma, perfection is their way of controlling it. Yes. Right? Like it getting it the best, you know, being the best that can be, right? Making sure that this is all what happens exactly as it should be. And, and so letting go is like a very big deal it for is. people who feel like they didn't have control over their lives and the reason bad things have happened to them is because of them. You know what I mean? I know I said a lot, but I mean... Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Perfection is actually a survival mechanism as well Mm. because it is a way of controlling. Okay, so for example, if I came here today, if everything was perfect, then that's me saying, okay, I, I, like, I'm in control of this because everything is going to go exactly how I say. Michelle's going to sit here. I'm going to sit here. We're going to talk about this, 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 in this way Mm -hmm. and not go off topic. Right. That is me controlling so that I feel safe. Right. But that's not exactly how life works. I have no control over traffic. Right. (laughs) I have no control over how we might have the conversation flow. I don't have control over that. So I tell people all the time, learning to let go is actually more beneficial to your life 
um, because once you learn to let go, that's when you can really just let life be what it is. Right. So, well, there's something I have to let go of right now, and it's you, because <gasps> that's our time. <laughs> and I have all the control over that now. I'm joking. <laughs> Listen, it has been awesome having you in here. You, I mean, for being so young, certainly your studies and your um, your education have added to a lot of your insight. But you going through this, going through your own journey, your therapy, uh, you're changing the world with all the insight that you're giving us. So I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank, tell people how they can find you, donate to your uh, organization, and then again about your event. So you can find us at www.novatrienc. That is N-O-V-A-T-U-R-I-E-N-T-I-N-C.org. Where we are also on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, under Novatrian Inc., and you can also find me on Tiana Michelle with two underscores. And I talk about trauma often, so you can definitely get some tips. Awesome. Listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on Real 1100 AM with Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. I'm here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Real 1100 or on the iHeart Network. All you got to do is type in Real 1100 and you will find the show. You can listen in. According to Michelle, TV is back. Season four is well underway. If you have Roku or Amazon Fire Stick, go ahead. Search for the VTV Network. That's Victor Television Network. And check out, according to Michelle, we've got some of the nation's hottest celebrities and influencers right there at your fingertips. And every week, we're bringing you the best and the brightest and proof that if you can figure out why you were put on this earth, what God purposed you to do, Find a way to monetize it. Surround yourself with people who believe in your vision and can help you execute upon it. The world will absolutely be your oyster. So I look forward to seeing you guys right here next Wednesday on Real 1100 AM. Over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. But right now, I am out. Bye. You've been Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on The Real 1100. Night, Michelle.